You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. The infamous Albert Pike letter to Mazzini, known as the Illuminati Plan for Three World Wars, was allegedly written by Albert Pike in 1871. The letter outlines a plan to foment three world wars in an attempt to take over the world. It is claimed that the letter was on display in the British Museum Library until 1977, but the British Museum denies this claim. Some suggest that the use of the word Nazism in 1871 proves that the letter is a fraud, and others say the same about Zionism, but Zionism existed back then. Zionism was made official in the late 1800s as a non-religious nationalist movement arguing that the Bible was proof that Jews had a lawful claim to the land of Palestine, an area that was currently inhabited by a population that has lived there relatively peacefully for centuries. Around the alleged writing of this Albert Pike letter, Jews began immigrating to Palestine with the intention of someday creating a state of Israel, which did not happen until 1948, after World War II and the creation of the United Nations. Albert Pike joined the Fraternal Independent Order of Odd Fellows in 1840. By 1859, he was elected Sovereign Grand Commander of the Scottish Rite's Southern Jurisdiction and remained Sovereign Grand Commander for the rest of his life. He was definitely aware of Zionism, and if this Illuminati plan is true, then his use of the word Nazi is plausible. Either way, the letter is worth a read, and the closer we get to the end game, the more accurate this letter appears to be. The Illuminati plan for three world wars. The first world war must be brought about in order to overthrow the czars in Russia and make that country a fortress of atheistic communism. The divergences caused by agents of the Illuminati between the British and Germanic empires will be used to foment this war. After the war, communism will be used to destroy other governments and weaken the religions. The Second World War must be fomented by taking advantage of the differences between the fascists and the political Zionists. This war must be brought about so that Nazism is destroyed and political Zionism is strong enough to institute a sovereign state of Israel in Palestine. During the Second World War, international communism must become strong enough to balance Christendom, which would be restrained and held in check until the time when we would need it for the final social cataclysm. The Third World War must be fomented by taking advantage of the differences caused by the agents of the Illuminati between the political Zionists and the leaders of Islam. The war must be conducted in such a way that Islam and political Zionism mutually destroy each other. Meanwhile, the other nations, once more divided on this issue, will be constrained to fight to the point of complete physical, moral, spiritual, and economic exhaustion. We shall unleash the nihilists and the atheists, and we shall provoke a formidable social cataclysm which in all its horror will show clearly to the nations the effect of absolute atheism, origin of savagery, and of the most bloody turmoil. Then everywhere, the citizens, obliged to defend themselves against the world minority of revolutionaries, will exterminate those destroyers of civilization. 
and the multitude disillusioned with Christianity, whose deistic spirits will from that moment be without compass or direction, anxious for an ideal, but without knowing where to render its adoration, will receive the true light through the universal manifestation of the pure doctrine of Lucifer, brought finally out in the public view. This manifestation will result from the general reactionary movement which will follow the destruction of Christianity and atheism, both conquered and exterminated at the same time. Whoever wrote this letter had the vision to see where this is all going. By manipulating our beliefs and emotions, mankind has been herded into these wars like cattle to the slaughter. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Of course, you can find and share that video at band.video. Three world wars to usher in a one world religion. The latest Reese Report, Daily Dispatch on the other side. It's Friday the 13th of October, year of our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. I am your host, Harrison Smith. It is Friday. Glad to be back here in The American Journal studio. Lots to cover today thought for a second i had this foolish delirium last night i just thought tomorrow i'm not even going to cover israel gaza i'm not even going to it's been consumed every broadcast since it broke out there's other stuff happening hilarious stuff going on around the world men women uh, winning women's awards uh, revolution uh, revelations about covid that are truly enlightening a lot of stuff to cover and i thought maybe tomorrow i'll just do a whole show on everything else that's happened this week outside of israel and gaza what a, what a fool i was as the developments in israel and gaza demand that we cover them again for probably a large if not majority portion of the show but we are going to get into just just what else has happened around the world this week as the madness has continued regardless of the goings-on in the middle east we have lots of videos to show you, lots of stories about what's going on in Israel. And let's just say it's, it's coming to a head. Let's get into it. Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Friday the 13th of October 2023. Just a day that may very well go down in history as Israel calls for civilians to leave Gaza City as military amasses tanks. Israel's military on Friday called for all civilians of Gaza City, more than one million people, to relocate south within 24 hours as it amassed tanks for an expected ground invasion in response to a devastating attack by the militant group Hamas. The United Nations said evacuating everyone was impossible, with power supplies cut and food and water in the Palestinian enclave running short after a week of retaliatory airstrikes and a full Israeli blockade. Top U.S. officials headed for urgent talks in Israel and beyond amid fears the conflict could spread, with Iran warning of a response from its allies, which include Hamas and Hezbollah in Lebanon. 
Pro-Palestinian protests were planned around the world, and in some places, Jewish communities feared they could be targeted after the unprecedented weekend attacks by Hamas inside Israel that killed more than 1,300 people, mostly civilians. So yeah, they dropped leaflets. We actually uh, have that video, clip number 10. This is Israel military dropping thousands of flyers on Gaza, warning residents to flee immediately to the south. You can see them falling here, like beautiful snowflakes. Just thousands, thousands of flyers telling everyone in the northern portion of the country to flee south over a million people. An impossible task, but another warning sign that the long-awaited invasion into Gaza, ground force movement into that area, seems like it'll be happening within the next 12 hours or so. So the genocide continues. It is very, very bizarre experiencing this, watching this. I feel like maybe, maybe we need to dip our toe into actually indulging in the horrors that's going on. I feel a little bit guilty because for the past week, every show I've done, whether it's this one or the Alex Jones show or the War Room, we look at the latest death count, death toll out of Gaza. And it's always ticked up a couple hundred. It's like it's like score updates on some some hellish sports game, or like the stock ticker, just counting up the human dead. It feels a little bit detached and clinical when it's just every couple of hours. It's like, and uh, another three hundred people have been killed. Moving on, and it's like we need to really comprehend the fact that. As we speak here, every hour that passes, more innocent people are being slaughtered. And this is a just unrelenting horror, and it's just going on and on, and nothing will seemingly stop it because the people with the power to stop it, such as America, seems fully on the side of the genocidal party in this. But of course, if they do enter Gaza, and if that does violate Hezbollah's red line and they get involved from the north, Friday the 13th will go down in history as the day the dominoes started to fall. Meanwhile, white phosphorus has been used in Gaza and Lebanon. Israel's This is from uh, the Human Rights Watch. Israel's use of white phosphorus in military operations in Gaza and Lebanon put civilians at risk of serious long-term injuries, Human Rights Watch said today in releasing a question and answer document on white phosphorus. Human Rights Watch verified videos taken in Lebanon and Gaza on October 10th and 11th, 2023, respectively, showing multiple airbursts of artillery-fired white phosphorus over Gaza city port in two rural locations along the Israeli-Lebanon border. And they interviewed two people who described an attack in Gaza. White phosphorus, which can be used either in marking, signaling, and obscuring, or as a weapon to set fires and burn people and objects, has a significant incendiary effect that can severely burn people and set structures, fields, and other civilian objects in the vicinity on fire. The use of white phosphorus in Gaza, one of the most densely populated areas in the world, magnifies the risks to civilians and violates the international humanitarian law uh, prohibition on putting civilians at unnecessary risk. Of course, it's genocide, so of course they're going to use whatever tools available to them. Not in some hyperbolic overstatement, but literally as we speak, the campaign 
of the total elimination of the Palestinian people is ongoing and being supported by all of the people who are constantly warning us about the dangers of genocide. Now, even, even criticizing a famous powerful person is just the first step towards Holocaust 2.0. And yet, when you have a country with a deliberate policy of removal for an entire ethnic group, it's being cheered on as some form of bizarre self-defense. Meanwhile, the Biden regime is forcing Americans trapped in Israel to sign promissory notes to repay all travel costs if they decide to be rescued by the U.S. government. While Poland, Hungary, Brazil, Romania, and other countries sent planes to bring their citizens home from the war zone, our government told us to fend for ourselves, wrote Yitz Freeman. In a time when Americans in Israel are relying on their government for support and protection, the U.S. State Department's Consular Affairs Crisis Management System has left many American citizens hanging in the wind, demanding them to sign promissory notes as a precondition for any assistance in evacuating the crisis-hit region. So-called assisted departure options were outlined in an email sent to American citizens stranded in the Middle East nation, stating that the U.S. government would offer loans for transportation, which by itself is pretty outrageous, pretty disturbing. But when you think about it in context of what the American government is willing to spend money on, it becomes insulting, frankly. People pointing out there's like State Department funding drag shows in Ecuador. They'll spend $10,000 to make sure that Ecuadorians get to see men in dresses twerk. uh, But rescuing American citizens from a war zone, that you have to pay for yourself. I mean, when Afghanistan was falling, The American government was eager and willing to bring in thousands upon thousands of Afghan citizens, evacuate them from their own country and bring them here to resettle them as so-called refugees. But American citizens, nah, no, you have to pay your own way. Proving once again, the American government is some sort of foreign occupation that serves to exist to serve everybody except for the American uh, citizens. It's really something else. Meanwhile, Reuters put out this report. U.S. must be ready for simultaneous wars with China and Russia, report says. We'll cover this a little bit more a little bit later. The United States must prepare for possible simultaneous wars against Russia and China by expanding conventional forces, strengthening alliances, and enhancing nuclear weapon modernization program, a congressional appointed bipartisan panel said on Thursday. Here's the thing. The American government starts a war with China and Russia. You know who else they're going to have to fight is the American people who they don't serve and are actively enemies against right now. Can the American government fight both China, Russia, and its own people? That's a question that I don't think they even want to try to answer. We'll cover more on the other side. Stay with us. Finally, Vitamin Mineral Fusion is back in stock and now available for 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com. This specially formulated drink mix gives your body the essential vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and other beneficial compounds that support optimum health. In a perfect world, our diets would include all of the necessary nutrients that we need daily. However, as the years go by, our food becomes more and more deficient in vitamins. Nearly two-thirds of the standard U.S. diet includes unhealthy fats and refined sugars that provide nothing but calories instead of the essential vitamins you need. Vitamin Mineral Fusion goes above and beyond the standard of vitamins and trace minerals. Our exclusive formula is loaded with 34 key ingredients, including... 
vitamins C, E, D, B12, calcium, magnesium, zinc, selenium, L-glutamine, CoQ10, alpha-lipoic acid, folic acid riboflavin, and much more. Aside from bolstering your bodily functions, this drink mix is naturally delicious. And unlike capsules and vitamin pills, it's truly a pleasure to the taste buds. Thanks in large part to using naturally occurring corn-free xylitol to create a delicious fruit punch flavor that may actually help support the health of your teeth. So if you haven't already, mix it up and take your health to the next level with Vitamin Mineral Fusion today. Now 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com. My fellow patriots, the Trafecta has not been in stock for years. Many of these products have been sold out for years, but we've not had all three of them at once together at InfoWarsStore.com for 40% off. This is your best opportunity at the lowest price to support the broadcast, but more importantly, experience DNA Force Plus, Real Red Pill Plus, and Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. All three of these products are back in stock right now for a limited time. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the American Journal. We're going to continue to talk about what's going on in Israel and Gaza. And wait with uh, bated breath, wait on pins and needles for what comes next. As the latest is that Israel told everybody, the million plus people in North Gaza, to evacuate to the south, as if, as if that's even possible. White House and the UN basically said it's not. So I guess they're all going to die now. Uh, all of this is in preparation to the Israeli invasion, ground forces into Gaza. They're amassing tanks on the border right now, while simultaneously evacuating the northern part of Israel in preparation or anticipation of Hezbollah getting involved in a very big way. So that alert was issued, I believe, around, uh, well, yesterday evening. So it'll be this evening, 24 hours later, that I suppose the Israeli mission will begin. And at that point, they'll have crossed the red line that Hezbollah laid down and come under attack from the north and from a much, much more powerful force out of Lebanon. We are going to talk about stuff other than Israel-Gaza right now, but of course there are many aspects to this, the, the latest developments, and one of them is the atrocity propaganda that we've been talking about and warning against for the last week or so. I guess it, it, it goes something like this. A news reporter on I-24, a local Israeli outlet that is extremely biased on the side of Benjamin Netanyahu and his conservative Israeli party. And you had an announcer, a, a presenter on that, on the ground in Israel, 
claim that she overheard or she heard or she was told that there were 40 decapitated babies. Somehow that got mixed up in the translation where it was like, no, there were 40 babies or there were 40 dead and babies amongst those. Well, there were 40 dead babies, but some of them were decapitated, but some of them were. But it didn't really matter because at that point the message had gone out and everyone from Ben Shapiro to Joe Biden, president of the United States, were running with the claim of 40 decapitated babies killed by Hamas. This was then you know, contradicted by the Israeli military and official press releases saying, actually, we don't have confirmation of that, followed by assertions from all sorts of outlets and, and politicians saying, no, it's definitely true. I saw the pictures. Finally, pictures were released. You had uh, Fox News has a story. Israel's prime minister's office releases graphic photos purporting to show Hamas murdered and burned babies. Blinken says the images he's seen are depravity in the worst imaginable way. Now, what this proves, I can't possibly tell you. Even if the pictures are completely real and absolutely do show Hamas killed babies. What is okay? I mean, what does that even mean? Dozens upon dozens, if not hundreds of babies have been killed in the ensuing um, bombing campaign by Israel. So, I, again, I mean, I don't need to go into this again. Big rant yesterday, just like dead baby pictures, dead baby pictures. Look out, there's dead baby pictures. We have to go to World War Three now. This is nonsense. This is bizarre and obvious overt war propaganda. And on top of that, me personally, and I said this yesterday when these pictures were first brought out and showed to people, is I don't trust Israel at all, like even a little bit. I mean, you can see their rhetoric. You can see the way that they're just going completely insane over the attack on Israel on on Saturday. And it's it's not that complicated. If you're willing to openly call for genocide, if your politicians and pundits are saying there's no such thing as an innocent Gazan, even the babies are guilty. They all deserve to be destroyed. Civilians are just getting in the way. We had to kill all the innocents because they're being used as human shields. Like, you're willing to commit genocide. Are you willing to photograph a picture? Is that that too far? How dare you suggest we would fake a picture? We're just trying to genocide people. I mean, this is insane, right? I mean, hell, you don't think people that are, as we speak, killing thousands of children wouldn't be willing to even kill a baby in order to get the picture, in order to blame their enemies. I mean, you're talking about people that are openly committing genocide. Is there anything you'd say is too far for them to go? Any level of deception that is beyond the pale? Oh, dear, no, not us. We're just dropping white phosphorus on an open-air prison crowded with 2 million people, half of which are children, but photoshopping babies. No, not us. I mean, you know, so it didn't even matter to me that the photos came out. For multiple reasons. One, what does it prove? Nothing. Two, even with photographic evidence, that's not enough. People have shattered your uh, credibility completely at this point. So it's like the boy who cried wolf. Like, I'm just going to assume everything you say is a lie because you're murderous psychopaths. 
let's talk about, you know, even like the history of Netanyahu, you know, potentially faking things, right? A few years ago, uh, Netanyahu had this, you know, giant performance where he came out and he claimed to have, you know, top secret intel on Iran's nuclear program, oh, yeah. right? He, it, he, he helped us get into the Iraq war. He did a big presentation in front of Congress in the were, lead up to Iraq. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you will be welcomed as liberators. I guarantee you they have, they have chemical weapons. Right. The, the, so the, the man has lied us into war in the Middle East before. The same guy with the same right, lies. Right. So, yeah, there, there is there, there's room for doubt, right? Um, and, you know, there, there is... Uh, there's reason to be suspicious about this, right? It, whenever there are, you know, photos or videos of an atrocity, right? It, it is, um, what do you, what do you say? It's, it's good to be skeptical. It's, it's prudent. It's, uh, it's wise to be skeptical. Right. Literally right, the, the, whole, the whole point of showing these things is to stop you from thinking. With right. that being said, right, there is room because there's uncertainty to for enemies of Israel or from, you know, people who, again, just generally don't like Jewish people or whatever to exploit that and to create a conspiracy. Well, the, and, and this is this is the thing. I sort of made a joke about this. So the the culmination of this is that a picture that was posted by Benjamin Netanyahu that was shown to American politicians and that they saw and have commented on and have cited as a reason why Israel deserves our unwavering support, then posted by Ben Shapiro, uh, has been revealed to be, or at least people running it through the process to determine whether or not it is, have said that it is an AI creation. It's not a real picture. It was fabricated. It was created with AI. So I made a, I made a comment on that on Twitter basically saying you know what we wanted was evidence of the claim what we got with this was this photoshop picture and i got some comments on that about the reality of what was going on i'll get into that on the other side we'll show you both pictures we'll get into whether or not it was ai what this means what this entails and where we go from here stay with us the most powerful InfoWars live formula yet. DNA Force Plus is now back in stock for 50% off in our flash sale. This elite formula contains the most cutting-edge enzymes, potent antioxidants, and traditional naturally occurring ingredients to protect the vitality of your berry DNA. The powerhouse ingredients in DNA Force Plus include PQQ, CoQ10, organic reishi mushroom, astrologus roots, rhodiola roots, and an array of even more incredible and antioxidants, and extracts carefully chosen to help support healthy heart function while promoting energy production down to the cellular level. Provide your cells and DNA with the protection they need and try a bottle of DNA Force Plus today for 50% off or for 35% off. Grab the combo pack with DNA Force Plus and body's whole support. Better hurry though because these sales will be over in a flash at InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, folks, welcome back. Questions abound about this uh, atrocity propaganda that we're seeing. I, you know, I get. I mean, this is what I guess we're here for as Infowars try to debunk some of these lies. 
And again, I mean, it's so it's so bizarre how this happens, right? This has happened in, in both directions. I explained it, I think, on Tuesday, whenever I was last hosting American Journal, in this idea of the claims that have spiraled out from rumors or insinuation or interpretation of video footage to become certain claims like statements of fact that are totally baseless. Like you have this woman being dragged away or being hauled from the back of a truck into the, the side of the truck. She has a stain on her pants. Could be mud, could be blood, could be blood from sexual assault. So people say, look, she's been raped. So then it becomes Palestinians are raping women. Then it becomes Palestinians are the Hamas's mass raping women as a matter of course. Mass rapes are taking place. And that just becomes a statement of fact, even though what it started with was like a subjective, uncertain interpretation of a stain on pants. But it just, you know, it goes from there and it spirals out to where you've got people like Ben Shapiro or John Kirby weeping and crying and saying they're raping our women. I've heard Ben Shapiro say that so many times. They're raping our women. It's like, it's just one of these times where it's like, you see this guy, Ben Shapiro, and we're, we're going to get into Ben Shapiro a little bit later and really drill down on his psychology because it's, it's a very dangerous one. And it's this identitarianism, collectivism, that Ben Shapiro built his career opposing and yet is also simultaneously the number one embodiment of. They're raping our women. Like, he's Israeli, he's, you know... Jewish, like that's his people, I guess, which I mean, to me, it just makes me go, gee, sure am glad Americans don't think like you, Ben. I mean, how easy is this? Uh, It's like you hear Ben Shapiro ranting about Palestine, and he literally sounds like a neo-Nazi ranting about Harvey Weinstein, right? They're raping our women. These Jews are raping our women. So we have to kill all of them, right? This is just Ben Shapiro, but in a different form. So maybe, you know, the whole they, us, our women, their men, like maybe that's uh, not a helpful paradigm to be operating in, Ben. But regardless, that's one instance in which, you know, Rumors or insinuations or interpretations spiral out to become certainty, to become blanket, blanket, blanket statements of nothingness, of, of just war propaganda. And then you have the other way that it goes around where the initial report is 40 decapitated babies. Then it spirals down and it gets walked back a little bit. Well, we didn't say that. Well, we meant 40 dead babies. And some of them were dead captive. Well, okay, we went 40 dead people, and some of them were babies, and some of them had their, coats, their throats cut, which is basically decap- decapitation. Then, and it, like, spirals down to where, you know, you make this horrific, massive claim, 40 dead babies. The president said it. It was on every news site. It, they're running ads on YouTube, like we showed you just a second ago, rainbows and clouds. And it says they, they decapitated 40 babies being pushed out as fact. Then when you ask for proof of that, they post like one picture of a charred mound and say, see, they're killing babies. And it's like, well, that's, 
no matter what I'm looking at, I'm certainly not looking at evidence of 40 decapitated babies. So there's like these two different weird sort of processes taking place at the same time. The reason why this is important is because our politicians and our military is making decisions based on these pictures. Apparently. I mean, not really. They're making decisions based on a wider geopolitical reality and the ultimate goals of the global government, like all these things, obviously. The nuclear deterrent that Israel has shown themselves willing to use in the past. We mentioned it yesterday. We didn't really get into it. It's called the Samson Option. It's revealed in a book by Seymour Hirsch, which essentially says that Israel, as a last-ditch effort, if they're about to be overrun, if they're about to be totally destroyed, have nuclear weapons aimed at the capital cities in Europe and Russia, essentially saying if you don't protect us, you're all coming down with us, like Solomon pulling down the temple on top of the Philistines or whoever it was that had uh, had him captured. And they did it in the 70s, I believe, when essentially they were being defeated by the Egyptian army and let President Richard Nixon know if you don't airdrop us supplies and if you don't intervene, then we're going to start launching nukes. And that forced Richard Nixon's hand. He then provided aid, and the Israelis were able to come out on top without resorting to the nuclear option. So that's the calculation that's going on in the, in the real upper echelons. They have to take all of that into account. But they're using the war propaganda, they're using the videos, they're using the photos, fabricated or not, as evidence of reasons to get involved on the side of Israel, reasons why Hamas and apparently all the Palestinians have to pay a horrific price, including their own dead babies by the hundreds. John Kirby actually said this. He was asked a question about the dead baby pictures, and he responded in a sort of terrifying way. Let's go now to clip number 15. Here's John Kirby, spokesperson for the Pentagon, talking about why they aren't even trying to verify the pictures and just taking them at face value. Let's watch. And let me ask you one other. Has the United States independently verified the photos released by the Israeli Prime Minister's Twitter account today showing the images of dead children? I don't think we're going to be in the business of, of, uh, of uh, having to uh, validate or approve uh, those images that are coming from the Prime Minister of Israel, um, and we have absolutely no reason to doubt their authenticity. Mm-hmm. No reason to doubt their authenticity because they came from the prime minister of Israel's office. So, you know, it would be anti-Semitic to suggest that maybe they aren't real. Maybe we shouldn't be making war plans based on them. You're not anti-Semitic, are you? Yeah, you're not anti-Semitic, are you? Kill all the Gazans now. Commit genocide to prove you're not anti-Semitic. And, of course, the Israeli prime minister's office It's been a font of lies that have gotten us into wars before. Benjamin Netanyahu himself, as we just discussed, gave speeches promising that Iraq was just waiting for America to go to war with it, promising that there are weapons of mass destruction, asserting that with absolute certainty, only for it to be absolutely and entirely fake. So here's the uh, the actual tweet. And again, uh, at least some of these are fake. According to the, uh, you know, AI interpretation, but he posts uh, here are some photos. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu showed to U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, saying Hamas is inhuman. Hamas is ISIS. So these are uh, literally 
These are being shown to the Secretary of State, to the Pentagon, to the President of the United States. They claim that they're real, and the people in charge of our government find it unconscionable to even suggest that we have any doubt about it and are taking it at face value. Really a kind of a bizarre admission for John Kirby to make. But there it is. So even, so even less vetting, I guess, than the weapons of mass destruction claim. But that also uh, you know, led us towards uh, war in Israel. Now, we'll get into what appears to perhaps be the original photo, although I even have questions about this. And this is where we get into the real murky water of is the original picture AI? Is the picture that they found that they claim is the real original AI? Is one an AI manipulation of the other, or is it the other way around? We're going to get lost in the fog of war here in the next segment. But we'll come out with, uh, come out on the other side, a clear understanding of what the purpose of all of this is and what it will inevitably lead to, as I think you can guess. The thing we call World War III. Last year, we put this book out The Great Reset and the War for the World. It became a number one national bestseller. Now we've put part two out, and it's even thicker and more powerful. The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the second great renaissance. This is such a powerful book. It covers all the globalist plans, the latest developments, how to stop them, and then gives an alternate plan of a society we could build together. That's why it's The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening is happening right now. You can get signed or unsigned copies of the book at InfoWarsStore.com. This is a historic book. I want to thank you all for your support. This is next level information, and it's a great way to not just support the broadcast, but inform yourself of the next level and share the book with friends and family. So whether you want one copy or multiple copies, go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. This is going to go to number one. I want to thank you for your support. It's a powerful book. Get yours now. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda at the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. This is the American Journal, InfoWars.com, band.video. We really do have a lot of stuff covered beyond this. We're going to finish up with the, the story. Pictures released by the 
Prime Minister of uh, Israel. We'll just we'll just show you what the what the developments are, and how this is still very uncertain. So you have these claims, really outrageous claims that have been spread all over. Forty decapitated babies. There's been no proof of that. In fact, I think at this point it's it's pretty much proven to be untrue. That whole story, but it spread. YouTube videos, presidential addresses, then having to be rescinded. Which again. Just like I, I said yesterday on the war room, it would be better if they just didn't lie for them. I mean, for them, it would be better not to lie about this stuff. And what do you think the overall effect it has when Joe Biden comes out and says something as horrific as they're killing 40 dead babies? I saw the pictures myself, only to later that day have the White House rescind it and say, oh, actually, these were like he was told this. We haven't actually seen it. It hasn't actually been confirmed. How many conversations have gone around in America where one person goes, oh, man, you hear about those 40 dead babies? Those terrorists are terrible. The other person goes, no, no, that was fake. That wasn't real. He goes, wait, is that a conspiracy theory? No, no, the White House put out a statement saying they they weren't actually – that's not confirmed. It's not real. Like what do you think goes on in the head where these people just made a fool of, right? Their emotions manipulated cynically, incorrectly, uh, deceitfully. How do you think they're going to approach the next claim made by President Biden from the podium? They're going to take it at face value, or do you think with every one of these lies, they're undercutting their own credibility and undercutting the willingness of anybody to give them the benefit of the doubt? I'm just thinking strategically here. So Ben Shapiro posts this picture that was posted on the prime minister of Israel's account. He says, you wanted pictorial proof of dead Jewish babies? Here it is, you pathetic Jew haters. Yeah, you ask for proof of an outrageous claim. You hate Jews. Okay, thanks, Ben. Israel will minimize civilian casualties. These claims people make. No, they're not minimizing civilian casualties. Like, what are you talking about? They've already killed like twice as many people that died in the initial Hamas attack. Half of them are children. They cut off the power to the hospitals. They're killing everyone. Like, what are you talking about? Just these outrageous, duplicitous claims. But sorry, we'll, we'll continue. Sorry, just there's like the first three sentences of this. There's like four lies and nine exaggerations, but going on. But Israel will not allow the pieces of human crap who did this to live. Every ounce of blood spilled in Gaza is on Hamas. It's their fault. It's your fault we're killing you. How dare you exist? So all the people that did this, if this is a thing that actually happened, uh, are dead now. I pretty much guarantee like they're probably some of the first to receive the uh, airstrikes. They're not going to stop, though. They're killing everybody in Gaza. They're massacring all of them. So, again, it's just like it's like after a week of this tried to preach moderation at this point it's just like i don't know israel is is the equivalent of nazi germany they're sick they're disgusting they're genocidal they're psychopathic they're liars so anyway this picture posted by ben shapiro actually has a content note under it the twitter's fact checking process says this photo is ai generated uploading the 
image to a GAN detector site, AI or not.com, proves the verdict. You can also look at out telltale signs such as dis, uh, distorted f- uh, fingers, which is usually an indicator of AI-generated pictures. The picture also doesn't show a clear representation of the claim. Right? It's a sort of charred mess, and, and you can see the, picture, the uh, fingers actually on the gloved hands are, are a little bit warped here, and that's, I think, what it's pointing to. And then people on 4chan claim to find the original picture that was altered – it's this. Sorry, throwing the uh, crew a curveball here. It says this was the original photo. They used a puppy rescue photo as the backdrop and AI'd the rest. But I don't trust this either, because what is this picture? This doesn't. This like doesn't look real to me. What they they have a, a puppy in a bag with like ash around it, and they're using gloves. Like I don't. I don't think this picture is any more real than the other one. So you know, we're just lost in a in a fog of disinformation here which doesn't even matter because at the end of the day what's that picture going to prove i was like oh wow no that picture was real they a baby really died in a fire let's kill all the gazans you're right we should kill all the gazans that picture proved it no stop you you, like actual psychopaths like actual like cut off from human empathy treating other human beings as literal animals you're the bad guys. You're the bad guys. That's it. You're the bad guys. It's over. Nuance Bro uh, has this from the New York Times. According to the New York Times, the strikes from Israel over the last few days has left over 300,000 Gazans homeless. Given that Gaza is home to around 2 million people, this equates to about 12% of the population made homeless in under a week. This is insane and cruel. Insane and cruel. Six days of Israeli airstrikes have left more than 300,000 Palestinians in the Gaza Strip homeless with 2 million residents facing critical shortages of food, water, and fuel, while Israeli troops prepared on Thursday for a possible ground invasion after Hamas's deadly assault, deadly weakened assault. Now, if we look at the map of Gaza, over 1 million Palestinians and humanitarian staff in the northern Gaza Strip are being told to evacuate to the south of the Wadi Gaza Nature Reserve within 24 hours, with the IDF stating if they do not, they will be placing themselves in extreme danger. Here's the line that they have to cross over, north Gaza here, with a million-plus people. Uh, it's literally impossible to go you know, move that many people to the south in just 24 hours. The UN has said this and has asked Israel to rescind that demand. But, of course, Israel has already killed 12 U.N. Uh, agents in Gaza already and will not be listening to the United Nations anytime soon. And then, I mean, the question comes, like, what about the, what about the children we know have been killed? What about the children that are actively being killed as we speak by Israel? Clip number 14 is the former Israeli prime minister absolutely losing it when asked about the fact that the Israeli government is actively, as we speak, killing children in Gaza in the most brutal and horrific ways. He doesn't like being asked that question because the children are Nazis. Let's watch. And what about those Palestinians in hospital who uh, are on life support and babies and incubators whose uh, life support and incubator will have to be turned off because the Israelis have cut the power to Gaza? Are you seriously keep on asking me about Palestinian civilians? What's what's wrong with you? Have you not seen what happened? We're fighting Nazis. We don't target them. 
Now, the world can come and bring them anything they want. If you want to bring them electricity, just, I'm not going to feed electricity. Let me just pause right there. And he says, I'm not going to feed electricity or, or water to these people. Uh, Egypt had aid columns to Gaza that uh, Israel threatened to bomb, and then they bombed the Egyptian crossing where those aid supplies were being delivered. So again, just lie upon lie from these people. But they're fighting Nazis. Remember the babies that they're cutting off the electric, the babies in incubators and hospitals that are going to die because the electricity has been cut off? They're Nazi babies, so they have to die. We're again in this weird world where like even the Nazis gave the Jews food in the concentration camps (laughs) – they even got they got water like that's this is beyond Nazi. The Israeli government right now is acting in a way that would that would bring shame. It would pale the faces of Nazis if they heard how the Gazans were being treated. They at least gave the Jews water and food, even if it wasn't much. This is beyond. This is horrific. This is devastating. So let's go. Let's go back to the former Israeli PM. He's very indignant that you would dare ask about all the babies he's killing. Let's watch water to my enemies if anyone else wants that's fine we're not responsible is, for them. this is the point but you this keep is on the point. You, no, no, i, I want to tell point. you no man no listen, listen you listen no, to me right now i've heard trying, you enough no no i understand I, we're trying to have a conversation here listen this no, is my you're, program you're, you're this is my show the, uh, the lower thirds by the way says 447 children killed and we've already we've already stopped please and let me finish we've already distinguished between hamas I want to tell you, you shame you're, you're, you're trying to speak over me. No, we no. are not so the, 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 uh, it's not We won't be able to finish the clip here because there's not enough time. But uh, we can take it down. Let's take it down. Because uh, they're just yelling over each other. And the Sky News guy eventually just hangs up on him. He just goes, all right, this interview's over. This guy's freaking out. Because this is how people react when they know they're in the wrong. He has no excuse. He can't justify what his government's doing, so he has to try to put it back on them and say, well, shame on you. How dare you? How dare you ask about all of the babies that we've killed and are killing at this moment? How dare you? The most powerful InfoWars live formula yet. DNA Force Plus is now back in stock for 50% off in our flash sale. This elite formula contains the most cutting-edge enzymes, potent antioxidants, and traditional naturally occurring ingredients to protect the vitality of your berry DNA. The powerhouse ingredients in DNA Force Plus include PQQ, CoQ10, organic reishi mushroom, astrologous root, rhodiola root, and an array of even more incredible antioxidants, and extracts carefully chosen to help support healthy heart function while promoting energy production down to the cellular level. Provide your cells and DNA with the protection they need and try a bottle of DNA Force Plus today for 50% off or for 35% off. Grab the combo pack with DNA Force Plus and body's whole support. Better hurry though because these sales will be over in a flash at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Yeah, folks, they're trying to tell you that uh, in this in this world of AI and Photoshop and grand-scale false flag operations, that asking for proof of any sort makes you not just anti-Semitic, a Jew hater. Jew, you hate Jews if you dare ask for them to prove their claims. And, you know, the reaction is the proof. Crew and I were just talking about this. I mean, you can look at uh, true crime documentaries, you know, interrogations of proven criminals when they're still trying to get away with it. And there's a phenomenon called duper's delight where people who are lying will smile uh, and they, they can't even help themselves. 
You see that for this guy. But, you know, this guy's the prime minister. So if, if, if his concern for human life was legitimate, it's not that hard to imagine how this question would be answered, right? What about the babies that are in incubators that are going to die because you cut off electricity? Like anybody who actually cared about that sort of thing, you know, it's easy to say like, look, this could be over tomorrow. They need to give back the hostages. We don't want any babies to die, but we can't we, – we have a military operation, and they've put their people in the heart. Like there's a way to talk about this that's like, you know, we didn't you – know, this is not our goal. We are not trying to, to hurt babies. That's not what we're trying to do at all. But these people are, are putting us in an impossible position, and we want this – like there's a way to do this that's – would actually be honest and show some semblance of, of legitimate concern from these people. But because in reality, he's like, yeah, we're killing all the babies and we love it, but he knows he can't just say that. He's got to try to act outraged that you would ask the question, try to put it on you. It was this, it's this overreaction that is uh, symbolic. It is representative. It is evidence of his internal turmoil of knowing that he's lying, knowing he's deceiving, knowing he's the bad guy but being unwilling to face that fact. We'll finish up the discussion with the, of the dead babies because there's more, there's more to discuss. And today is the, the day of rage, the big uh, Hamas global terror attack. Stupidest idea ever. I mean, my God. These people are being slaughtered continuously by the Israelis. Fully have my sympathy at this point. So I don't care what they did. They don't deserve and What's happening to them is worse than anything they've done so far like that's it if if hamas does another terrorist terrorist attack today that will just get the whole world on israel's side right and right. so it, so even announcing even announcing this even saying we're gonna do a day of jihad or whatever he said is just inviting anybody that wants to disparage or or hurt hamas to launch a terrorist attack whether it's the cia or like under like false flag you're just inviting your enemies to commit terror claim it's you and use it as an excuse to destroy you it's the most ridiculous nonsensical unstrategic thing that i've seen out of out of any of this just totally stupid there's big mass protests that's one thing but if there's actual attack and there have been attacks we have videos already two people a knife attack in france and a israeli diplomat stabbed in beijing china both those happening today so it's clearly happening it's just the stupidest thing ever and it's just unwarranted tit-for-tat terror that is going to lead to you know utter horror around the uh, the world so we'll get into that but just finishing up here i thought this was a useful a, a illustrative uh, exchange i had on twitter so i was making light of the the you know the picture of the supposedly burned baby that appeared to be ai uh, so I say what we asked for was evidence for the claim that 40 babies have been decapitated by Hamas. What we got was a for- poorly photoshopped picture of a puppy. Now, somebody responded to this, and I'm glad they did. They said, I get your request for evidence with the babies. P- proof is required. He says, I worked for 10 years for an Israeli company, and at least two confirmed colleagues of mine are dead. It's in my face and real. I stand with humanity, civility, and compassion and your free speech. So I really appreciated that comment and i wanted to make it clear so i respond that's horrible i'm sorry for your loss i don't think that the tragedy needs to be embellished these false reports aren't helping anything and only distracting from the reality which is bad enough already i'm really not trying to demean the real victims they have my total sympathy but 
who is being helped by then exaggerating the claims of terror a hundredfold in a totally false and provably false way. Doesn't help anybody. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it's your it's your friendly local extremist here. Yes, it's us. It's InfoWars. It's the, the far-right MAGA extremist terrorists here being possibly the only outlet on the air insisting on a lowering of the temperature. Not calling for genocide on either side. This, was, this is what makes us extreme, by the way. This is what makes us dangerous and, and, you know, we have to be shut down and censored, criticized on all the other media platforms who are busy falling for lies and spreading those lies and engaging in propaganda to inflame an already devastating situation over and over. It's just outrageous. And hopefully with that last exchange, we can shut, sort of shut the door on it and move on to some other stuff. But I do appreciate that person reaching out because, again, it's not – he didn't do it in a way or she didn't do it in a way that was like, you know, how dare you? You just hate Jews for daring to – it's like clearly that's not the case. This person's a regular listener, so if you're listening right now, thank you for uh, saying this because at the same time, I can see how my making light of this ridiculous propaganda – could seem to people who are personally affected like I'm making light of their situation. And I just wanted to make it perfectly clear that if the situation is as bad as it is, which by all reports and by all actual legitimate confirmed video and photos, it is that bad. There were innocent people murdered in their homes. Not good. Not anything to be defended or supported in any way whatsoever. So why are you making ridiculous, outrageous claims that are unproven, unverifiable, and in some cases verifiably false – which just casts a, sh- a pall of uh, suspicion over everything you're claiming. The people putting this propaganda out are the, one, are the ones who are hurting the real victims. The people that are using their victimhood to victimize far more people, those are the bad guys. And even if, if you have been personally affected by this, I would hope that you wouldn't then take that attack against you as an excuse to commit even worse or just as bad atrocities against other people. And this is just kind of food for thought too, right? Um, it, it kind of underscores what you said, that the victims using their victimhood status to victimize other people, right? When we look at Israel and the way that they treat Hamas, there's nothing wrong with wanting to get revenge or... or uh, it's understandable. To, to, yeah, yeah. With, with those who perpetrated the acts of violence, the mm-hmm. Hamas militants, right? right? People who are members of Hamas themselves. Israel knows that Hamas routinely tries to hide themselves amongst civilians. Why do they have to bomb indiscriminately? Why can't they just it, go straight into Gaza and surround the hospital? Uh, you want to know right? why? That they know. Be, well, we know why, right? But what I'm, I'm I'm posing this kind of rhetorically. Why isn't Israel capable of going into into the Gaza Strip, surrounding the hospital where Hamas has their headquarters, you know, uh, underneath, and then saying, "Hey, listen, we're coming in for Hamas right now. We're going to take these people and." 
we will hold them captive to get you know our people back right and no no i um, and then hold the hold hold the the people who perpetrated the attack accountable right because that because that's impossible for them for a couple reasons one they the israeli army is extremely risk averse i guess would be one way of putting it they don't have the the people to lose right america would do this if it and and there's even speculation that they are some people uh, greg reese actually reported that there was a um failed some sort of failed mission in the middle east uh a secret mission that america was carrying out that apparently didn't go very well we haven't heard much about it. it's all totally hushed up at this point but yeah if america was in this situation we would send in the marines and some of them would die but it would be a price that we'd be willing to pay to do what was necessary to get our people out israel is not willing to let a single soldier die they don't have them to spare they don't have enough soldiers as is they actually cannot spare the soldiers that would be necessary to you know carry out an on the ground mission because gaza is an urban hellscape with people that populated by people that are armed and extremely experienced at fighting in this hellscape who have set up uh ambush spots which is why they're having to just completely decimate it before they move in at all and when they move in they'll move in with tanks even though the people in gaza have anti-tank missiles and it's still not going to go very well they actually went into gaza i think in 2008 maybe it was 2014 but the last time was a few years ago and it did not go well for them and they so even for the israeli uh, politicians this is a politically unsound strategy because the israeli people will not be okay with them sending israelis to die in gaza in an attempt to do this in a way that minimizes civilian casualties so their only option is is bombing but it's it's a frankly kind of cowardly option i feel like they could get public support amongst israeli citizens or people who are who have been conscripted to the idf right Mm -hmm. if they just show them pictures of what happened right yeah but they just they they just literally can't uh they just don't have the experience and and the israeli soldiers are like a lot of them are like college kids from america and they're going up against like hardened veterans in palestine who have nothing to live for because their entire world has been reduced to rubble it's like it's just not possible it's just strategically it's it's they do not have the capability to do it and they're not willing to try Again, it is something like America could probably do. We could go in there with some Black Hawk helicopters and extract people uh, in the Marine, but we'd lose people, and uh, you know the Marines could do that sort of thing. The Israelis, on the other hand, rely on just massive bombing campaigns to uh, destroy everybody. And there's even a—I didn't grab the video, but and we'll talk. Let's talk about Ben Shapiro, shall we? Because this is another Ben Shapiro thing. He sort of represents like the most extreme edge of this genocidal madness. And like he makes the argument in this in this video I saw where he, he's like they're asking why we're bombing civilians because Hamas puts its weapon caches in civilian centers and so we have no choice but to blow them up and it's just like it really is it's like that meme of of like somebody has a human hostage has a human shield and the cops are just like they just kill the human shield to get at the person with the hostage like this is it's that's not even an excuse that's not how this works at all what are you you talking about why'd you bomb the hospital ben well they were being used as human shields so i bombed the hospital 
because they were unwilling human shields of the bad guys. Yeah, I guess that's the way to prove human shields don't work. Just kill them all. But they're the bad guys. They're the bad guys, though. Really, it's, it's mind-blowing. And we'll go to some clips here of, uh, of Ben Shapiro in just a second. We're almost halfway through the show here, and I haven't once mentioned InfoWarsStore.com, which is the only way that we get support. And I really do hope, just like that person commenting on, on my Twitter, I would hope that people of any religious, ethnic, national persuasion who is at least a decent person and whose goal is not the expansion of human suffering but rather the diminishing of this violence can appreciate that InfoWars is here raging at the right people, raging at the people that are drawing us into this conflict, that are using this conflict as an excuse to commit more violence, that are playing this geopolitical game at the cost of real human lives and providing a a voice for the innumerable people in the world that are not on one side or the other and do not want to see this war spiral out into wider American intervention in the Middle East and another world war and all of this insane madness. It's not coming from the likes of Ben Shapiro, that's for sure. It's not coming from the establishment politicians by any means. But we will continue, regardless whether it's popular on the right or the left, whether the, the socialists happen to be on our side on this one, whether it's Black Lives Matter and InfoWars suddenly standing in solidarity with one another. That's bizarre, but it's not going to make us change our position of valuing human life of every race, color, and creed and wanting to oppose the lies that deceive us into despising our fellow human beings. Support us in this mission for all of humanity at InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars Live Silver Bullet Colloidal Silver has finally returned. To celebrate this powerful product's long-awaited homecoming, we're slashing $10 off the asking price, passing the savings on to you. Silver Bullet is the answer to Alex's extensive search for a powerful colloidal silver product that utilizes high-quality processes that has applications for both preparedness and regular use. Concentrated to 30 parts per million in a pure base of deionized water, This survival silver is the perfect fit for you and your family's routine and emergency supply. Colloidal silver is an amazing natural product that can assist your body's many healing processes. Do a deep dive, research the possibilities of colloidal silver yourself, and don't miss out on this limited time offer of $10 off. Try InfoWars Life Silver Bullet Colloidal Silver today. Available right now at InfoWarsStore.com. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalist at point-blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. 
we are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. Let's talk about Ben Shapiro, shall we? We find old clips of Ben Shapiro, for example, talking to Piers Morgan, castigating him saying, how dare you, you're standing on the graves of children to try to change laws in this country. That's unconscionable. Until it's Israel-Hamas, and suddenly, not only are the dead child graves a perfect place to stand, but if you have any questions about whether there are even children in those graves, you are a Jew hater, according to him. Somebody named Cash Gold... Uh, made a very well-considered response to a question that – an argument that uh, Ben Shapiro made. We'll go to the video here. I'll give my immediate and likely childish response, but then we'll get into the real response to it. So clip number two here. It's Ben Shapiro absolutely raging at Tucker Carlson, suggesting that Americans should prioritize America's problems – before it gives itself completely to the uh, nation of Israel to prioritize their concerns. So Ben Shapiro, this just drives him insane. He is foaming at the mouth and raging, which I have to th- I just have to think he's going to regret, man. I mean, Ben Shapiro is extremely good when he's like calm and incisive and, and logical. You know, facts don't care about your feelings, Ben. I don't know. Has he ever heard that before? It's only been his pinned tweet for the last 10 years. Seriously, go to Ben Shapiro's Twitter. Still, facts don't care about your feelings, followed by a litany of emotional hissy fits. Very strange. So let's go to uh, clip number two here is Ben Shapiro raging at Tucker Carlson. And again, I, I want to add my voice to that because I'm a human being. But oh, sure you do. The you sound very outraged. The outrage among Republican presidential candidates was so much more intense. One of them took to a bullhorn and started yelling about it. I get it. But no one would think to do that about the yeah. 100,000 American young people murdered every year. And they because who are you yelling at? Who are you yelling at? First of all, people are on bullhorns yelling about drug overdoses and the open border all the time. All the time. What is he even talking about? What he's attempting to do is minimize what happened in Israel. He's not attempting to maximize what happened in the United States. He's attempting to minimize as though America can't walk and chew gum, morally speaking, at the same time, which is absurd. And those two things are nothing alike. I'm sorry, that is not alike. It is not alike for drug smugglers to smuggle drugs over the border, which someone then takes and shoves into their arm and then they dive in overdose. That is not the same thing. I promise you it is not the same thing as a terrorist breaking into your home and murdering your children in their beds in front of you and dragging your wife off to be raped in Gaza. That is not the same thing. Pretending that it is is a moral, uh, it's a moral blight. It's idiocy. It's just moral stupidity at the highest level. 
Of course we should care about what happens with fentanyl. Of course we should care about, we should close our border. Have I been unclear about this? Of course America should have closed borders when it comes to this sort of stuff. I'm on the same side as Tucker on that. I just don't understand why he's not on my side when it comes to Hamas has to be wiped off the face of the earth. What is I just don't get why he's not on my side when I want to commit to genocide against an ethnic group that we have in an open-air prison as slaves. What the heck, man? It's like, my God. He's saying it's not alike. It's not alike at all. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's not because nobody here is calling for carpet bombing all of northern Mexico. Nobody here is suggesting that the Mexican citizens that are under the thumb of the cartels deserve to also be incinerated along with the cartels. That somehow if the cartels are using human shields, those human shields are acceptable collateral to get the cartels. America also doesn't have the cartel lands in northern Mexico surrounded on all sides by a giant wall as we continually bomb them for days on end. So it's a pretty different, it's a pretty different situation. I agree with you there, Ben. I agree with you there. See, they're not in an enclave inside America that's controlled completely by America. See, we haven't cut off the water and the food and the electricity from the cartels as we allow their hospitals to rely on a dwindling supply of emergency reserves. Yeah, it's a little bit different. But again, it's this, I guess he just needs to be told, Ben. Facts don't care about your feelings. You need to calm down. Now, Cash Gold actually has a very thoughtful response to this. He says, Shapiro is right that Tucker's comparison would be glib if the standards applied to Israel and America were the same. However, Tucker's bigger point is that this occurs in a context where American politicians and media figures do not sympathize, just sympathize with Israel, but obsequiously worship it and enable its self-interested actions while simultaneously denying the same to their own citizens. For instance, one of the main justifications for Israel's endless military occupation of the West Bank with all brutality and human rights violation this entails is annexing it and granting the Arabs living there citizenship would threaten to make Jews a minority ethnic group in their own state. This is a reasonable concern for Israel to have, but it's also notably one that white American or native European is rendered fully unemployable and even put in prison for daring to express about their own nation. Nobody has a problem with sending messages of support to literally anybody after major terrorist attacks. What they have a problem with is when their own political figures do not just tolerate, but specifically fund things like borders, policing, and demographic stability abroad, while at the same time lecturing anybody who wants those same goods at home on how they're racist and evil because of it. Shapiro is far from the worst offender in this regard, and despite old tweets about how he, quote, doesn't care about the browning of America, he's actually far more willing to criticize mass immigration, street crime, etc., than most others in the media. But there are endless examples of neoconservatives of the Bill Crystal or Jennifer Rubin variety who don't hesitate to express virulent hatred for native whites, all the while demanding endless defense budget for the same supposedly racist policies to be implemented on behalf of their own ethnic group. And even noticing that they do this in public is then itself condemned 
condemned as nascent anti-Semitism and made the basis for yet further libels and social ostracism. If such people acknowledge that a certain number of kids in cages or George Floyds are the price to be paid for American citizens to live a normal life, then there would be no problem. But instead, they all too often lecture white people on how they have to apologize for their complicity in unjustifiable crimes before immediately voice-cracking and starting to sing Hebrew hymns when their own ethnostate gets attacked and then try to destroy anyone's life who hints that their loyalties are even divided, if not firmly on the side of Israel. Someone like Tucker agrees that Israel has the right to exist and engage in morally difficult actions in order to ensure that existence. His only point, and one which Shapiro should acknowledge more clearly, is that the same nations sending Israel money and weapons to pursue that project have an emphatic right to pursue it themselves as well. Which I think is a, uh, like I said, a very thorough and thoughtful response, very clearly illustrating the hypocrisy of uh, Ben Shapiro's position. But I also say it's, it's not the same at all. America has not done to Mexicans what Israel is doing as we speak to Palestinians. And at the same time, there is a uniparty agreement of the elites in Washington, D.C. and the mainstream and even the alternative media, as we're seeing, that unifies behind Israel in a way that they find impossible when it comes to America. And somehow they understand the importance of all of these things when it comes to Israel, but when it comes to America, as this Twitter user pointed out, it is seen as a step towards Nazism and unacceptable. You're a racist and a bigot and a white supremacist, and the federal government has your name on a list and the FBI is surveilling your communications. A little bit different. It's a little bit different. So Ben... Facts don't care about your feelings. Calm down. Where were you when humanity was fighting for its life? Where were you when the globalists were caught trafficking millions of children for sex slavery worldwide? Where were you when the New World Order was starting World War III with Russia? Well, I know where you are. You're watching and listening to InfoWars.com right now, and I salute you and thank you. And I want to encourage all of you who've been in this fight so long to realize we've reached the critical juncture in the battle now. And a key tool in that fight is the Great Awakening, defeating the globalists and launching the next great renaissance. This is my second book, part two of The Great Reset and the War for the World. It's a longer book, a quite frankly more powerful book. And just like the last book went to number one, it is up to you to send it to number one right now. This is a cultural fight against the globalists and it funds the Info War. Get signed or unsigned copies of The Great Awakening right now at InfoWarsStore.com. I want to thank you all for your support. This is a book everybody needs. Get your copy of The Great Awakening right now. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. All around the world, masses of people are gathering for the day of global jihad, I guess. It's taking the form of a lot of mass protests. Some interesting response to this from the people in charge. We can show you some of these if you want to go to my computer screen. Large pro-Palestinian demonstration in Paris, France today. You see the massive uh, crowd here. Elsewhere from Iraq to Yemen to Jordan to Lebanon to Syria and beyond, millions are flooding the streets in support of Palestine. 
a beautiful site that uh, won't be making mainstream headline news. That's from Sarah uh, something, Sarah on Twitter. Uh, violent Hamas, hashtag Hamas terrorist supporters are seen attacking police at Nottingham as chaos erupts after a global call to jihad by former Hamas leader Khalid Marshall. Marshall, Marshall. Authorities need to uh, go in hard and uh, restore order, arrest and deport, he says. Which, again, we're just in this like situation where we're sitting here for years going, hey, maybe stop letting in millions upon millions of Muslims into European countries. Maybe this isn't a good idea. We're told we're racist. And in fact, many of the groups bringing people over say they're doing it because, you know, supporting refugees is a deeply held Jewish conviction. A lot of Jewish groups are you know, uh, largely responsible for, for bringing in a lot of uh, Muslims, immigrants, refugees, Middle Easterners into Europe. We're sitting here like this is kind of a bad idea. Maybe this shouldn't be – maybe you shouldn't do this. We call all the names. They do it anyway. Then there comes this big conflict between Gaza and Israel, and suddenly all the people that were calling us bigots and racists are now saying, arrest these people, deport them. How, what, what do they do? This is so dangerous. I feel unsafe that all these people are here. It's like, yeah, we, well, should have listened to us before, I guess. Time and time again, this happens. And there have been uh, two attacks, we assume, are related to the Global Day of Jihad, clip number four, a France knife attack at Gambetta High School. One teacher killed, two seriously injured, terrorist arrested, clip number four. Here you can see the overhead view of the uh, attack actually taking place. Horrific. And again, whether if they'd listened to us from the beginning, these people wouldn't even be there. But that's what's happening. Elsewhere, clip number six, Israeli diplomats stabbed in in full public view on the streets of Beijing, China. This is apparently just outside the Israel embassy there in Beijing. We can watch that. Again, horrific long uh, view footage of this taking place. I don't think I have to tell you that this is madness. This is ridiculous. This is... Just outrageous barbarism. But you have a bizarre sort of inversion with so many people's moral framework when it comes to this topic. Patrick Casey pointed this out on Twitter, responding to a Dave Rubin tweet. See, France has banned pro-Palestinian protests. Elsewhere in the United Kingdom, they've said that waving a Palestinian flag might be illegal, might be seen as hate speech for daring to uh, support the victims of genocide. The United Nations, or I'm sorry, the EU has issued a call to Elon Musk to silence so-called, well, they don't call it misinformation. There's like literally support for Palestinians on X, formerly Twitter, is unacceptable has to be silenced. France has banned pro-Palestinian rallies. They will arrest and deport troublemakers. So that's, that's Europe for you, right? If you like, rape a child, you'll get like community service. But if you protest Israel, deportation immediately, no questions asked. 
The French government announced it was banning pro-Palestinian protests on Thursday, explaining they would cause a disturbance in public order and give rise to racial hatred. Paris announced it would arrest organizers and deport troublemakers. No, no mercy there. Which again, you would think that maybe people that didn't want millions of Palestinians and Arabs protesting in their streets wouldn't have imported millions of Arabs, but here we are. So again, France has banned pro-Palestine protests. Dave Rubin responds to this, maybe the West has a chance co-signing and endorsing the banning of protests when it comes to Palestinians. Patrick Casey responds to that, saying this is clearly incompatible with the, quote, classical liberalism Rubin, Rubin and his uh, internet dark web or whatever it was called, intellectual dark web, IDW peers claim to champion. But it's clearly, but it's entirely compatible with hardline ethno-nationalism, which appears to be what lies behind Rubin's classical liberal fig leaf. I'd say the same for Ben Shapiro. We go to one more clip of Ben Shapiro here. Clip number three is him ranting uh, against the West, which he does not see himself as a part of, seeing every question about the actions of the state and government of Israel as evidence of Jew hatred that is quietly simmering in all of our hearts, I guess. Let's go clue clip number three here. But you will believe that the Jews are the bad guys. That's what they're counting on. That you will believe that the Jews are the bad guys. Even after the Jews get slaughtered in their beds, you will believe that if only the Jews had just given a little more, only a little more. Now, this does betray something else about the West. And latent Jew hatred that exists across the West. Because let's be real about this. None of this conversation was happening after 9-11. When a lot of conversation in the United States about, well... You know, when we go in and we bomb from 30,000 feet and we kill a load of civilians, the real question is the human rights. Are we being careful enough? Should it be a short term, short duration? After you kill 3,000 Americans, you know what happens? We flatten you. That's what happens. <laughs> We're flattening somebody but when else. Israel has its borders permeated by terrorists who murder 12, 1,300 Jews, murder 1,300 Jews in a widespread assault lasting hours on end. When that happens, then it's like, well, those Jews, man, you know, they, they really they really got to be a little more careful. Those Jews. Why, why can't they just be more careful? If only they had given a little bit harder. There, there's something going on that is simply beyond Western ignorance. And it gets into a, a, a something much deeper and darker. Yeah, there is much, something much uh, deeper and darker going on here. It's compounded and, and confused by the deception that Ben Shapiro was just um, carrying out. Everything he said there is objectionable. Every single one of those sentiments is so ridiculous, and if you think about it logically and remove emotion from it, it's obvious how wrong he is, right? Nobody, on our side at least, I mean, I know there were Hamas people that were cheering on what happened on Saturday, but after the terrorist attacks against Israel, nobody was immediate, well, nobody was blaming Jews for that. I was not blaming Jews for it. It was not like, yeah, well, you deserve it. It was like, oh my God, that was terrible. I can't believe the images that we're seeing. This is horrific. Poor Israel. Then Israel launched a genocidal campaign. And now we're saying, what the hell is wrong with you? Now we're saying, what are you doing? This is completely unwarranted. This is totally out of measure as a meaningful, useful, or humanitarian response. This is insane. This is where Ben twisted, where he's claiming that we're saying that because Israel was attacked. Now, it wasn't the attack against Israel 
that's caused people like myself to really question the, the sanity of these people. It's the unwarranted genocidal response as they have now killed many, many, many more people than were killed in the initial terrorist attack. And then he invokes 9-11, saying none of this happened after 9-11. Was that not a grave mistake, Ben? Was that not a terrible thing? You kill 3,000 of us, we hit you back. Or we hit back like another guy, like Afghanistan or Iraq, that didn't really have much to do with it at all, or anything to do with it at all. Was that a well-considered, appropriate response? Or are you, in fact, using an example of a time when we could have used this exact pushback? When we could have prevented decades of chaos and misery if only we'd had a little bit of calm consideration rather than emotional outbursts? Shapiro is just taking a sledgehammer to his own credibility at this point, and I can't blame him. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. Why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. Last year, we put this book out. The Great Reset and the War for the World. It became a number one national bestseller. Now we've put part two out and it's even thicker and more powerful. The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the second great renaissance. This is such a powerful book. It covers all the globalist plans, the latest developments, how to stop them, and then gives an alternate plan of a society we could build together. That's why it's The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening is happening right now. You can get signed or unsigned copies of the book at InfoWarsStore.com. This is a historic book. I want to thank you all for your support. This is next level information, and it's a great way to not just support the broadcast, but inform yourself the next level and share the book with friends and family. So whether you want one copy or multiple copies, go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. This is going to go to number one. I want to thank you for your support. It's a powerful book. Get yours now. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. back folks this is the american journal we're gonna open up the phone lines for your calls this segment will take your calls all through the third hour of today's program it's friday the 13th day of global jihad already off to a brutal and bloody start multiple stabbings in france and china apparently related to this call for action by a former leader of hamas with massive peaceful rallies breaking out all over the world as well.
Uh, if you want to give us a call about this topic or any topic, really, we'll do open line Friday here. The number to dial is one eight seven 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 eight nine two five three nine. That's one eight seven 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 eight nine two five three nine. Give us a call here at American Journal. And I was talking yesterday uh, to Sean, our audio engineer, after the show about taking calls and, and like why it's important to to take calls. And I was saying, I was, it almost feels like a like an act of cur- if I may pat myself on the back. It's almost an act of courage because we come up here and we say things that are some could see as extremely controversial that some people may vehemently disagree with. And it would be very easy to say these things and then just ignore the response, not ask for input and just assert it and and just move on. But. I personally and we collectively are so confident in our position being rooted in like Christian values, valuing human life, not discriminating against any race, color, and creed, but trying to see the world as it actually is outside of the internal biases that some may have. That we'll come up here and say things that some people may see as outrageous. And we open up the phone lines and say, call in and tell us what you think. If you think I'm wrong, tell me why you think I'm wrong. If I really am wrong, I'll change my mind. I'm not too proud. I'm not so convinced of my own knowledge that I, I don't think that the audience has something valuable to offer. They often have valuable counterpoints that we appreciate hearing. And it's that level of, of we're able to have that level of certainty because we come from a principled foundation, from a hardcore firmly held belief in the ability of humanity to rise above the divisions that destroy us and have us destroy each other and actually come together to achieve something more righteous, more uplifting, more powerful, which is peace and cooperation. And sometimes that entails getting a little bit angry, being a little bit Offensive against the madmen that are driving us towards war, destruction, chaos, division, madness, violence, brutality, and endless suffering. I hope that you can support us in this mission. I hope that this mission resonates with you, as I would hope anybody in the world, no matter what side of the ethnic divide you land on, can recognize that things cannot continue like this. This cannot sustain this blood feud, this genocide. So I hope that you can support us in this by going to InfoWarsStore.com. It's the only way that we get support. You can see why, right? We could probably, we could probably sell out on some of these values and make bank, couldn't we? It's probably a lot more profitable to be beating the war drum, to be firmly on one side or another on this. Now at this point, I, I fairly am well against the people carrying out the genocide but only after days upon days upon days of the madness uh expanding yeah it's a in uh, the fl- a flash sale is on right now it was on uh yesterday during the war room so it cannot last that much longer go now to infowarsstore.com if you want to get the top selling best selling product we may have ever had 
I don't have the numbers totally, but I'm pretty sure BrainForce Plus is at least in the top three best-selling products of all time at InfoWarsStore.com. And if you've never tried it, now is the time. Like, this is it. 60% off BrainForce Plus flash sale. Go now. If you're a fan, stock up. If you've never tried it before, what do you have to lose? It's just $16 per bottle, and that is, what's that, at least a month's worth? If you take it every day, but use it, you know, sparingly, this is a huge supply of BrainForce Plus for 60% off right now at InfoWarsStore.com. And best of all, you support this really unique and singular outlet that is unlike any mainstream or alternative outlet before or since InfoWars' founding. And we have been firmly, and I'm confident to say, on the right side of history when it comes to every major geopolitical event of the last 20 years. No, that is not an exaggeration. We are right about Iraq. We are right about Afghanistan. We are right about Trump. We are right about COVID. We are right about the vaccine. We were right about Black Lives Matter. And that's the type of confidence you can have when you actually, you know, firmly and humbly look at the world through loving eyes and i know a lot of people are going to be calling in about israel so we will talk about it more i'm sure through the next hour but let's take a wider view now and see where this goes because after all just to state it again for the hundredth time but in case people haven't heard it israel immediately after the attack said it would be entering into gaza with ground troops something it has not attempted i believe since 2008 when they failed horribly and it was an extremely costly venture to enter Gaza. They have not done that since, and the only reason they would do that would be to occupy and ethnically cleanse the area of Palestinians. They promised to do that. Hezbollah, the militia of Lebanon, said if they enter with ground troops into Gaza, Hezbollah will get involved and we will invade from the north with a force that Israel, frankly, cannot handle by themselves. That's why America sent aircraft carrier groups to the Mediterranean in anticipation of getting involved against Hezbollah should they launch this attack. Now, Israel has dropped leaflets and given the UN warning saying evacuate northern Gaza of the 100 or 1 million plus people that live there now because 24 hours from the call to evacuate, they will be launching a ground invasion with tanks into Gaza. The UN asked them to rescind that order, saying it was impossible, and that to launch an attack against a civilian population without sufficient time to evacuate is a crime against humanity and will cause a horrific humanitarian crisis on top of the one that already exists. Israel so far has ignored that and has stuck to their line that they will be invading Gaza later today, later this evening. If that happens, it's likely They're not certain that Hezbollah will get involved from the north, which will likely bring America into the conflict, which if all of the threats and promises and claims made by the surrounding powers will pretty much immediately bring Iran and Syria into the conflict in a very real way with two Syrian battalions already staged in anticipation of an invasion of the Golan Heights an area that is technically and internationally recognized to be Syrian but occupied currently by Israeli forces. Meaning that 
we quickly spiral out into a third world war. Again, this is not speculation or some sort of trying to read the tea leaves. This is just like a straight domino effect. They say, if you do this, we do this. They say, if they do this, then we do this. They say that we do this, we do this. Just do, 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 world war. Maybe later today. I pray I'm wrong, but this is what, this is the domino chain that has been set up. So Reuters comes out with a paper saying, U.S. must be ready for simultaneous wars with China and Russia. A report says the United States must prepare for possible simultaneous wars with Russia and China by expanding its conventional forces, strengthening alliances, and enhancing nuclear weapon modernization program, a congressionally appointed bipartisan panel said Thursday. So this is a congressional report claiming that we are on the cusp of a two-front war against Russia and China, as well as, of course, their allies, which include the axis of resistance between Syria, Iran, Lebanon, and Yemen. But there's some problems with this, aren't there? When they say expanding their conventional forces, what do you think they're trying to do? They're not having any success in this. Nobody wants to sign up for the American army. No Americans, at least. They may fill their ranks with foreign peoples in a just late-stage empire act of desperation. When they say strengthening alliances, what does that mean? What alliances do we have at this point? Honestly, we'll think about that on the other side and take your questions as well. Take your calls. Stay with us. The satanic New World Order is betting against humanity. They're betting on our weakness. They believe they can destabilize civilization and bring us down into the ashes of history. But the trap they've laid for us will be their destruction, not ours. If we trust in God and if we are valiant and have courage to speak the truth and not comply and engage in civil disobedience and not join the masses who have decided that they are the scum of the earth, who have decided that they will join with this soulless corporate system. As for InfoWars, we are going to steadfastly continue to fight in the information war with our weapon, the truth, against the enemies of humanity. And we put our faith, and we put our trust, and we put our destiny in the hands of God. Because it's been said a trillion times, if God be with us, who can be against us? 